Welcome to the Eastridge Church South Campus Podcast. We bring to you the message portion of our Sunday services in a convenient podcast form. You can listen on your way to work, during your lunch break, or even during your workouts. We want to put tools in your pocket to help you throughout the week. If you would like to find out who we are or what we are about, please visit us at eastridge.church. All right, let's go. Hey, thank you. You miss a few Sundays, people turn on you. It's all good, though. I appreciate Cameron and Brandon and uh, Jason Laffin, our missionary from Mexico, filling in. And it's the first time I've taken four weeks out of the pulpit, and it wasn't... uh, it wasn't all fun and games, but it was pretty good. So anyway, I'm glad to be back. And uh, you get four weeks of messages in one message today. So that's good for you. <laughs> right before, um, I guess about five weeks ago, uh, Leslie got rear-ended and totaled our car out. She was fine. Nor was in the car. It was kind of scary, but uh, she was fine too. And so we bought a new car. Bought a new car and... It was the nicest car we've ever bought. I'll just, just tell you, like, you, you're all wondering. It wasn't, it was a Rolls, but besides that, it was <laughs> Anyway, besides that, you know, offerings have been good. So, no, it was, it was a Toyota. And uh, anyway, so we, last week we were on vacation, went down to Florida and drove the new car. And I get a call in the morning from Micah, and he says, hey, step outside. This is never good, y'all. You know what I mean? When your kid says step outside, it doesn't matter. It's never good. He said, hey, I'm going to stand here in front of the car. We had our car parked right beside the condo because there wasn't enough room for all of our cars in the condo, but right beside the condo in a, in a legal space. He said, there's a huge limb that's gone through mom's car. It was, it was huge. It took me and Micah and Mitchell, and I was doing all the labor to lift it off of there. So anyway... So that Thursday, I'm trying to figure everything out and um, insurance, you know, all that stuff and rental car. And they can't find a body shop in Florida that's uh, not less than three or four weeks out. And so they tow the car all the way to Covington, which is crazy, isn't it? Which I'm glad. You know, I don't have to drive back to Florida and get it. And I'm glad. Anyway, so the tow truck's coming and... uh, um, he hooks up and he pulls out, and then I see this sign in the back of his window. One word. Blessed. I don't feel blessed. <laughs> I don't feel blessed. And I'm thinking, maybe he's blessed because he's towing it all the way back to Covington. <laughs> he feels blessed. Just says blessed. Well, anyway, in that moment, I, I don't know, I just had all these thoughts about the blessed life. See... We use words like blessed and blessing and, and everything like that. As a matter of fact, uh, if you ask somebody how they're doing, they'll, they'll say blessed. Sometimes you hire you before you can finish. Blessed. Blessed. I'm blessed. And we'll say, say the blessing or, or bless the food. And the truth is we all want to live the blessed life. We all want to live that. And that's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong. As a matter of fact... I think you should want that. Not a, I'm not up here telling everybody what they should want all the time, but I think you should want to be blessed. I think you should want the blessed life. Nobody really wants to have the miserable life, do they? 
Let's just have the miserable. I'll settle for the, I'll settle for the ho-hum. Who wants the ho-hum life? No, I want the blessed life. We all want God's blessing in our lives. I believe that people even who don't know the Lord, who don't even believe in the Lord, if you were to ask them, if there was a God, would you want His blessing in your, in your life? They would say yes. They would say yes. If there is a God, I would want His blessing in my life. And I started to think about this whole concept of blessing, that, that these songs, like Elton John uh, writes that, we'll be, you'll be blessed, you'll be... I can't do it anyway, so... <laughs> Shinsia says that she's blessed because she's the best. And then Thomas Rhett says that he's blessed watching you spin in that dress. And it has to rhyme because it's a country song, so... <laughs> I don't think he had another word to rhyme with blessed, so that's what he put, dress. And so I started thinking about these books. These, there's books on blessing. The, uh, blessed to be a Blessing by Kenneth Copeland. A Man Called Blessed by Bill Bright. To Bless the Space Between Us. A Book of Blessings by John O'Donohue. That this concept of bless and being blessed and everything like that is prevalent in our culture. I even saw that there's a coloring book for adults called The Book of Blessings. I don't want any part of that. You know, don't, don't buy that. Don't think, hey, it'd be good to get here. Don't do it, okay? Save your money. Take me to lunch, all right? <laughs> but what does the blessed life look like? Like, how do you get that? Like, I think it's, I think it's as followers of Christ, that ought to be what we want. I want to be blessed by God. What does that look like? How do you get there? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to jump in. God, thanks for this day. Thanks for an incredible time of worship. Lord, thanks for the activities that um, are gearing up, things that we've been wanting to do for a long time, just finding the right time. But Lord, I pray that you would speak to us today from your word, that we would look at our lives, and we would hear what you would have for us, and that we would respond. We pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, here we go. If you want to know what God's will for your life is, here's God's will for your life. God's desire has always been to bless you. God wants to bless you. It's always been His desire. If you go back to the very beginning, go back to Genesis, go back to the very beginning, it says, uh, this is right after He uh, created uh, male and female, He says, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth in government. This whole concept of, of God wanting to bless, that He wants to bless, to be fruitful, to increase, to succeed, to grow, that this is all part of God's blessing that He wants to do in your life and in my life, that He wants to bless us. As a matter of fact, the word blessing, the word bless, blessing or blessed is in the Bible over 400 times. Over 400 times. 400 times this word is used, bless, blessed, blessing, because it's a part of who God is and what He does and what He wants to do in our lives. In the Old Testament, blessing was a part of their culture, that, that whenever God talked about His people, it was always about His blessing, about being blessed, about the blessing of God in their lives. It was part of it. Jesus talked about being blessed. You think about the Beatitudes. Jesus said, blessed are, blessed are, blessed are, blessed are. This whole concept of being blessed. Paul talked about being blessed and blessing 
people and the blessing of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, if you look in the Old Testament, the Old Testament word for bless is yabarak. And it means to invoke divine favor, that we want the favor of God in our life. I don't know about you, but I want the favor of God in my life. I want His favor. I don't want Him against me. I want Him for me. And just as we sang, He is for us. He is with us. This whole concept of, of divine favor is favorable circumstances, a favorable state, a favorable future. In the New Testament, there are two key words for bless. Makarios, which is this activation that brings blessing, that when you follow God, it brings blessing. It's an automatic thing that when you align your life around His plan, His will, then blessing follows. But then also the other word is you, you legetos, which means good word. And this concept of good word is in reference always of Jesus, in reference of Jesus that He is the good word, that when you want to give someone a good word, well, the good word is Jesus Christ. And we have all the blessings we need because of Him. So I just want to just set the bar right here for everyone. It doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what you've done, no matter your past, here's the truth. God wants to bless you. He does. He wants to bless you. He wants you to live a blessed life. But how we get there sometimes surprises us. Because blessing is often tied to obedience. Blessing is often tied to obedience. And I want to spend a pretty good amount of time here. See, we all have areas in our lives that we want God to bless. You think about your life right now. There have been times where you've asked for God's help. I need your favor. I need you to work for me. I'm asking you. Answer these prayers. Bless me. And God has the ability to do that on His own anytime He wants to. But more often than not, His blessing is going to be tied to obedience. Now the Scripture here, we talk about this all the time, the front part, but I don't think we always talk about the back part or focus on it. So I'm going to show this. Don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. We talk about this, that we, you know, doing what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. And we talk about this, that the easiest person for you to fool is yourself. The easiest person for me to fool is myself. You're just fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the Word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see yourself and walk away and forget what you look like. And we talk about this too. That, that would be crazy. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then... God will bless you for doing it. That there is this concept of God's blessing in our life tied to obedience. Now, I'm going to illustrate for you. And the first service loved it so much. So at least I'm not writing on a board like I usually do. And nobody can read it, but I feel good about it. So we have these areas in our lives. So this has already got an F. So we'll start with this one. This will be family. Like you got your family and you want God. Does everybody want anybody not want God to bless their family? We've had so many good things happen in our family lately. Uh, got a new grandbaby. And Micah just graduated from college. Praise God. 
He got engaged even better. <laughs> and just super excited about it's it's humbling. And I'm loving the grandparent life. I got two grandkids now. And what I love about the grandparent life is that when you're raising kids, when you have your own kids, you're always wondering if you're doing it right. You're always wondering, am I screwing these guys up? With my grandkid, I have no thoughts like that. <laughs> Come on. Let's do it. <laughs> Go home. All right, great. <laughs> I have no thoughts like that. It's a great life. Humbling. I'm serious, humbling. But we want God to bless our lives. And with these areas in our lives... that He's only going to bless through obedience. And I'm going to stop right here. And I'm going to sidetrack this a couple of thoughts here. One, God never blesses disobedience. He doesn't. Never ever. Nowhere in the Bible does God bless disobedience. God's never going to lead you to disobey Him. You're saying, I thought that the Spirit was leading me. That was not the Spirit. That was somebody else. God never blesses disobedience. Second thing, God doesn't always punish disobedience immediately. Remember, I don't know if you remember in Acts, when we were going through Acts, remember Ananias and Sapphira told a lie? Does anybody remember what happened to him? Okay, it was a great series, wasn't it? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was good. Anybody remember what happened to him? Struck him dead. Struck him dead. They told a lie and struck him dead. Well, the very fact that you are all still here shows that God does not punish disobedience immediately because you've all lied, haven't you? And if you don't raise your hand, you may get struck dead now. So, <laughs> But we've all lied. We've all lied. God doesn't always punish disobedience immediately. So if you're wondering why is God, he's, just, he's patient. He's patient. God doesn't bless disobedience. God doesn't always punish disobedience immediately. Third thing is this. God usually just lets it play out. He lets the, 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 the result of our choices just play out. And I'm going to use a word. I've got to rope my hand. It's probably, we, we, we basically just hang ourselves. I heard a story uh, this past week of a guy who lost his job because he was drinking on the job. Somebody we know. And I'm not being judgmental. But I doubt that was the first time he did it and he got caught and got fired. I think it was something that just went on for a while. And it was the result of something that happened over time. So that's disobedience. But let's talk about obedience. So we got these areas in our life. You want to have a family. You want God to bless your family. What happens is we want God to bless our family. And we can see what we want. We can see it. We just can't attain it. It is so close. We just can't attain it. And so we try to, we try to do this and try to get it. And we're trying to get that blessing of God into our lives. We're trying to get it. And it just doesn't work. And so what we have to do is we have to obey. And when you obey through your obedience over time, what happens is you pull that blessing into your life. You want God to bless your family? Then you do what the Word of God says, which is to train up your children, which is to be a godly dad, a godly husband, to be a godly mom, a godly wife. You do those things. You pour into your kids and through obedience to God's Word, you will pull that blessing into your life. You won't get it through disobedience. You won't get it through doing nothing. You will get it through doing what God's Word says. I'll give you another example. You want God to bless your finances. Is there anybody in here that does not want God to bless their finances? Well, you know I'm going to talk about money, so nobody's going to raise their hand. That's okay. Nobody, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I don't get in all that, Gary. So anyway, I have to draw a sticker on this because I did it first service, if I can find it. Oh yeah, there's, 
So you want God to bless your finances. So I'll put a money sign. And so you do this, and you know that you know how you want your life to end. You know what God you want God to do in your life with money, with your resources and everything like that. And you can see it. You can see it. Man, I, I can see it. I just need God to bless my finances. I need it. I, I, God, I just, I, I'm asking you to help me. And you're doing like this. And you're trying to pull it. And it's just not going to come into your life. It's not going to come. It's not a genie in a bottle where you're just going to have a lucky day and everything. It's just not going to happen. It's only going to come through obedience. And God has been very clear. He's been very clear when it comes to our resources. With our money, what did he say to do? I thought it was clear. He said, where to give? He said, where to give? Nobody wants to give that answer because then I have to start doing it. If I say it, I might have to do it. You're to give. As a matter of fact, if you read God's Word, and this is not a, this is not a message about money, but anytime I can tie it in, I will. He says, when you're not giving, you're actually robbing from Him. Now, how can you rob from God and pray that He's going to bless you? Do you see how it doesn't? It, it's not congruent. It's never going to work. And so, what you do is you obey and you do what God says to do with your resources. And guess what you'll do? You will pull His blessing into your finances. And it makes no sense. I'm telling you, like I've done it. it makes no sense that I've got this money and I'm going to give up some to God, and He's going to do more. With less, he's going to do more with less of my money than I can do with all of my money. Does that make sense? No, but you will pull it in because you'll trust the Lord, and through obedience, you will secure that blessing. All right, I'll give you another example. I know y'all loving this. They're loving it. These guys are loving. This guy's amazing. You don't feel close to God. Anybody here? You don't. You want to feel closer to God? I want to feel closer to God. Now, God never moves from us. But I want to feel close to God. I have people say this to me. I just don't feel close to God. And I'll start saying these things. Are you spending time with Him? Are you reading your Bible? Are you spending time in prayer? And so we're trying to feel close to Him and do these things. And it's just, I can't do it. I can't get it. I just, I'm stunned. I don't know what to do. I'm coming to church. Why don't you just do what He says? Spend some time with Him. And through obedience of prayer and doing spiritual disciplines like reading the Bible, being in fellowship with other believers, yes, attending church, getting in a group, studying His Word, maybe fasting, that you will secure the blessing of bringing God closer into your life. Now give me an area. Anybody got an area? Give me one. What? Work. All right. The Bible's very clear about work. The Bible says if man shall not work, he shall not eat. That's what it says. Now, there are also benevolence programs in the Bible that we see that they're there for those who can't. That God is a big heart, very compassionate. But the whole concept of work is this. That we would work hard. That as Christ followers, we ought to be the example of people. People ought to be wanting to hire Christians right and left because they are such good workers. I don't believe like that guy, but man, I'd hire a hundred of them because that guy works his tail off over it. Or she's a phenomenal worker. Great attitude, just does more than what's expected. So we want to be promoted at work. We want to be recognized at work. But guess what? We're lazy. We show up late and everything. We don't, we're never going to secure that blessing like that. Never, ever. You're never going to secure that blessing. It's never going to happen. It's only going to be through obedience of following what God's Word says. And God's Word says we're to be hard workers. We're to have it be a good example that we're not to gossip. 
And after time, you will secure that blessing into your life. I'm telling you, over and over again, this will happen. Just talk to a guy today, got a promotion, got just promoted, got recognized at his work after years of service. This is what happens. Blessing is always tied, I shouldn't say always, almost always tied to obedience. Almost always. That we have to align our lives in God's Word. Look at what, if you don't believe me, look at what Jesus says. Jesus replied, But even more blessed are all those who hear the Word of God and put it into practice. Even more blessed all those who hear the Word of God and put it into practice, that you obey. God wants to bless you. Blessing is often tied to your obedience. And then here's the last one. Sometimes blessing is only received after we obeyed. I would love to have a fitness program that was made up of eating ice cream, wouldn't you? I'd love it. If I could get abs just by eating ice cream, man, I'd be all into that. That would be, man, that would be so great. Like, I, I, would, I would write a book on that. But I would love that. As a matter of fact, I can't even get abs and I am exercising. But we all have this concept of we want things, but we don't want to wait for them. We want things and we don't want to work for them. And we think it's just going to happen. And it could, but the chances are that it's not. The scripture right here, James 1.12 says, God blesses those who patiently endure. Now we don't. That doesn't sound fun, does it? That means you have to wait. Does anybody like waiting? You have to wait. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. And then here's the word I want you to see. Afterward. Afterward. You see, you and I, we want the paycheck without working. We want the body without exercising. We want the purchase without saving. We want the recovery without working the 12 steps. We want the A without studying and we want the blessing without obeying. When I see the Scriptures, Noah spent years building the ark. But he only received the blessing of it until afterwards. Moses led the people. They complained But he was only blessed when he started leading. He only saw it afterwards. Esther was supposed to go before the king. She was to seek God's favor. She could die if she didn't get it. She received the blessing afterwards. David was crowned king. But the first part of his kingship, he was on the run. Because there was another king, Saul, who was trying to kill him. He didn't receive it till afterwards. And you and I are the same way. That through obedience, through patiently doing what God's Word says, 
you will receive what God wants you to have. Now, this isn't name it, claim it. I'm not saying God's going to make anybody rich or, and then you're never going to have any problems. That's not what I'm saying. When you do what God says, you'll have His blessing in your life. What that looks like for every one of us, I have no idea. It looks different for everybody. But if you want the blessed life, it's found in doing what He says. His way. No shortcuts. Trusting Him. Even when it doesn't make sense. And this only works through Jesus Christ. What I'm telling you only works through Christ. That He is the blessing. As a matter of fact, in Ephesians 1.3, Paul writes, Praise be to God who's given us, who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing because we are united in Christ. Because we have Jesus Christ, man, we've been given every spiritual blessing there is. They're available to us. But you and I have to align our lives with Jesus Christ. We've got to follow Jesus. And here's the thing about Jesus. He was obedient. Paul writes in Philippians, he was obedient to death, even death on a cross. And he wasn't held there. His obedience wasn't held by rope. His obedience was held by nails. His obedience was held by love. For you and for me. And when you and I follow Him, He does more in our lives than we could ever imagine. But you need Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here today and you've never placed your trust in Jesus. Maybe you, you, you've come to church for a long time, but you, you can honestly say, look, I'm not living that way. I'm doing things my way. Maybe today is a day that you need to Repent that you need to just turn around, make a U-turn, make a decision that I want God's blessing in my life and I'm going to do it the way God's Word says. I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. See, the blessed life is found in doing what God wants no matter the cost. And that's the life Jesus Christ lived. So I'm going to ask Cameron to come up. And I'm going to pray. And then we're going to have a time of decision. Maybe today you, you need to receive Christ. I'll be down front. Or maybe today you just you want a prayer. The front is open as it has been for the last couple of months where anybody that needs prayer. Or maybe you're just going to make a declaration in your heart. That I'm repenting today. Because I want God to bless me. I want Him to bless my family. I want to see Him work in my life and do more than I could ever ask or imagine. And I'll ask you to pray with me. Father, we come to You. Lord, thanking You for Your Word. And Lord, You have blessed us. You've given us more than enough through Your Son, Jesus Christ. Saving us from our sins. Forgiving us Lord, accepting us into your family, giving us a church, a body, a family that we could belong to. Lord, I pray for the person here today that's never said they were going to trust you, never going to follow you, 
never made that commitment, that declaration in their life that I need Jesus Christ. I need Him. Lord, I pray for the the persons here today that if we're honest, I need to repent. I need to turn around. I'm asking for God to bless me, but I'm not doing anything that He's telling me to do. I'm trying to take shortcuts. I pray that today is the day that you draw a line in the sand. God, help us to see how much you want to bless us. That every good and perfect gift comes from you. And help us to trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand with me? If you have a decision to make, would you come forward today? Or maybe you just want prayer. You can come to the front. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to speak with someone about the message you just heard, or if you would like to pray with someone, send us an email at info at eastridge.church. If you feel led to support the ministry at Eastridge, please visit eastridge.church give. Thank you for your generosity. Remember, no matter where you are in life, God loves you. We love you, and you have a family at Eastridge Church.